invite you to have a seat and uh, invite any kids that are in the house, so fifth grade and down. If you want to go out for a special time with children, I invite you to do that with Miss Aaron, Mr. J, Miss Shannon, Baby Hunter, still the cutest one in the room. Um, if you've brought your kids this morning, scouts, and they want to go see what kind of fun we have with our children's ministry, this is a great time to go do it. And as they go out, I just want to remind the parents that after we have worship, we have Sunday school, the kids have Sunday school upstairs, you're invited to hang around, and then uh, when we're done with that, you can get your kids back around noon, go get some lunch, and call it a day. Oh, there's something else going on tonight, I can't remember what it is, there's a, it's a game or something, I guess, I don't know. Just kidding. It's the Super Bowl, I know it's the Super Bowl, I know it's the Super Bowl. Our scripture for this morning comes from uh, Luke chapter 6, verses 27 through 31. We're going to put it on the screen, and I'm going to read it aloud for us. And uh, when I finish reading it, I want to invite you to affirm it with me as something good for us today. So I'll say, this is the word of God for the people of God, and you all say, thanks be to God. All right? Hear now God's word for us from Luke chapter 6, verses 27 through 31. These are the words of Jesus. But I say to you who are willing to hear, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. If someone slaps you on the cheek, offer the other one as well. If someone takes your coat, don't withhold your shirt either. Give to everyone who asks, and don't demand your things back from those who take them. Treat people in the same way that you want them to treat you. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You notice Jesus' uh, first line there is, uh, I say to you who are willing to hear. Even that says a lot. One of the commentaries that I read about this passage of Scripture, the author said, people respond to this text like my kids respond to seeing cooked spinach on their plate. <laughs> no matter how much I explain the nutritional value, nobody wants to dig in. This really does say a lot about what it's like to follow Jesus. It's simple. It's just not easy. In fact, it sounds a lot, or there's some echoes of the Girl Scout law and the Boy Scout law in these verses. I'm curious, any of the Girl Scouts that are still in the room, current, former, uh, now that you've identified yourselves and stood up in front of everybody, <laughs> do any of you know the Girl Scout law? Anybody know it? Anybody want to say it out loud? I will do my best. Is that how it starts? Anybody? Nobody? To be honest and fair, friendly and helpful, nobody? Anybody want to have a shot at it? No? There it comes, yeah. 
I will do my best to be honest and fair, friendly and helpful, considerate and caring, courageous and strong. And boys, y'all are next. I'm responsible for what I say and do, respect myself and others, respect authority, use resources wisely, make the world a better place, and be a sister to every Girl Scout. Any Boy Scouts in here know the Boy Scout law? Hit us. Well done. Thank you, sir. I copied and pasted it into this document right here, and so I was following along with it, and you nailed it. Well done. Particularly that one, I'm going to pull out for a second. Kind. A scout is kind. Any scouts, do you know what that means? What does it mean? I mean, does anybody want to take him on? No? Yes, sir. Yeah, be kind to everybody you meet and nice. Means to treat other people the way you want to be treated. We call that the golden rule. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Maybe you've heard it in a little bit of older language, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. It's simple. It's just not always easy. And it's also not necessarily unique to Jesus or the teachings of the Bible to do unto others as you would have them do unto you, to treat others the way you would want to be treated. I mean, Homer said something similar. So did Philo. They've all articulated this this idea that there's something meaningful, powerful, important about living this way, treating others the way you would like to be treated. Simple. It's just not easy. Because we've got to hold it up against some other things that we like to think and ways that we like to live, and particularly in relationship to other people. And then we've got other versions of this that get in our heads besides treat others the way you want to be treated. How about treat others the way they treat you? Anybody ever have that one come across your mind? Treat others the way they treat you? When you're driving down the road. When you're trying to raise children. How about this one? Treat others the way they deserve to be treated. Does that one ever cross your mind? (laughs) That's too much grin with that nod right there. Those are just sort of human. To have those kinds of thoughts or those feelings or even let them become the way we act or behave, interact with others. Treat one another. And the golden rule says treat others the way you want to be treated or treat others the way you want them to treat you. Now, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with it as part of the scout law, nothing wrong with it as a part of our understanding of the scripture. I just want to take it, please, if we can this morning in a little bit of a different direction or give some different wording to this golden rule. And so we'll call it the goldish rule. (laughs) Rather than treat others the way you want them to treat you, 
or do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Just to unpack that for a second. How would you have them to do unto you? How would you have others treat you? You would have them treat you the way you want to be treated. I know this maybe sounds overly simplistic. It's simple. It's just not easy. You would want them to treat you the way you want to be treated. And so if you were going to treat other people the way you want to be treated, then how about just the goldish rule, which I think is the more full understanding and interpretation of the golden rule. And and what Jesus is teaching us in these words is not just treat others the way you want to be treated or the way you want them to treat you, but treat others the way they want you to treat them. The goldish rule. You, you follow me? Treat others the way they want you to treat them. It's a little bit of a turn on that phrase. But it makes all the difference in the world. And I got, as I was preparing for this this morning, I thought I had really stumbled onto something until I did a little research and found this already out there called the platinum rule, but I like the goldish rule better. <laughs> um, and not necessarily in biblical or Christian or even religious circles, but, but it's floating out there sort of in, in business and sociological circles to treat others the way they want to be treated. And just that little turn of how we hear and understand this, I think takes us deeper into what Jesus is teaching us and who we were created and are called to be in this world. Because Jesus is taking a culture and a community who've been raised on some Old Testament teaching that, that, that is akin to the code of Hammurabi that teaches even in Exodus, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, that there's some retributive justice that is necessary for the world to go round. Treat other people the way they deserve to be treated. There are times and ways to exact revenge or retribution, and it ought to be made even and fair. If it's taken from you, get it back. If it's done to you, do it to them. Come on, this is not foreign to y'all, right? Like, please tell me you know this is so much of how our world seems to function and go round and how we are tempted to behave and to treat each other. And even to call it biblical or Christian. And then here comes Jesus. And in a moment, in the turn of a few phrases, blows their minds and ours. This is no. This is not about retribution. This is not about keeping it even or fair. This is not about doing to them what they've done to you. Treat others the way they want to be treated. This is the goldish rule. When I do premarital counseling, uh, I encourage the couples to do the love languages stuff. There's like a test you can do, a quiz. Are you familiar with the love languages? Um, Let's see, there's gifts, acts of service, words of affirmation. There's two more. Quality time and physical touch. 
right? Those five love languages. You know the principle, right? The basis is we all sort of have a love language. It's the way that we speak love and, and hear or receive love. And so the work is supposed to help you understand yours and understand someone else's, right? And that really is, I think, the usefulness about the love language. Just say what you want to, good, bad, or, you know, and you can't always put everything and everybody in a box. But, but the point to it isn't just necessarily to understand yourself and how you like love spoken or how you prefer to speak love. Really, at the depth of it, particularly in a relationship, is it helps you understand how your partner communicates love so that you can communicate love to them in a way that they can receive and hear to treat them the way they want to be treated it's so funny because um, even though our kids have just gone out we just had a parents night out if you have not partaken in one of those here as parents you're missing out I mean, they, they will take your children <laughs> and tend to them and care for them and teach them stuff while you go out and, and live your life sans the children for a few hours. But we just had one, and Aaron, our children's minister, told me that's what they did with the kids. They did the love languages. We're coming up on Valentine's Day. You know we're coming up on Valentine's Day, right? You're welcome. We're coming up on Valentine's Day. They did the love languages with the children just to help them even start to think about what it means to speak love to someone in their language to treat others the way they want to be treated the goldish rule it's simple it's just not always easy i mean take the girl scout law and the boy scout law to live those things out young man that you just said out loud in front of everybody not easy simple jesus said it a little bit differently in what we just read do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. Turn the other cheek. They take your coat, give them your shirt too. And when you lend or give something to somebody, do it without expecting anything in return. your enemies it's simple it's just not easy and it is the way of Jesus it's also not compliance which is problematic with this passage because it can tend to sound like it's putting people who are in oppressed or marginalized or abused positions in a submissive place where they should continue being there, living that way, taking that treatment. That's not what this is. It's not about compliance. It is about resistance. And it is resistance in the face of evil in the form of love. It's not about weakness or about being taken advantage of or giving in. It's about having and taking power the power to choose good and compassion and forgiveness mercy and care sacrifice and love it's the power to transform the other and to transform the world 
here in Black History Month in our country, which black history is American history, and in Black History Month, we're mindful of people like John Lewis and Andrew Young and Martin Luther King Jr. And countless others whose nonviolent protest and community organizing changed the course of human history in America and in the world and most certainly in the kingdom of God. And those of us who have power and privilege hear the call clearly to exercise it for the good of those who don't. This is not something that just happened in the 60s and 70s and now we're past it and there's no issues any longer and we can't just turn around and say there's no systemic or institutional racism still in our nation because there is. It is our problem. And today Jesus says, treat others the way they want to be treated. For the sake of any people who are disadvantaged or marginalized or oppressed now. And sometimes it's easy to spot, and we just know it. That's not it. <laughs> that is not the golden or goldish rule. Like I, I saw the news report about the anti-Semitic flyers that were going around in neighborhoods in Sandy Springs and Dunwoody and being placed in people's driveways. I mean, come on, sometimes we just see it and we know that is not it. It is not the way of Jesus to criticize, condemn, or malign the character of people, of others, particularly not entire groups of people or races or nationalities or religions. That's not living by the golden rule or the goldish rule. We see what happened to Tyree Nichols. When life is taken, beaten, that's not it. That is not who we are called to be. That is not how we are called to live. That is not us living to the high ideal of the goldish rule, to treat others the way they want to be treated, the call of Jesus. And then we have moments and opportunities to live into it, to live up to it. Cameron mentioned the devastation in Turkey and Syria from the earthquake. And we have the opportunity to help show love and to treat people the way they would want to be treated, even on the other side of the world. I'm so thankful for our Methodist church because we have a way and a means that we can give to care for people who are on the other side of the world. We have an arm of the Methodist church, the United Methodist Committee on Relief, UMCOR. Every dollar we give goes to care for people, to provide support, relief, in times of disaster. You can, you can give. If, if that is on your heart and you want to give toward that effort, you can do that through this church. You make a contribution and just note that it's for UMCOR. Or you can put the earthquake relief on it, and we'll make sure it goes to care for people in need who are hurting, who've lost loved ones, lost everything. It's simple. It's just not easy. And there's so much about this scouting ministry that encourages our young folks to, to live into this. To keep working at it. To grow into it. To keep on this path. 
And so for all the scouts in the room and everybody who works with them, to teach them these high ideals and encourage them to live into it, keep at it. Thank you. And for all of us in this room who have that calling from Jesus to live into this, keep at it. It's not easy. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. This is one of those moments where Jesus hands us some cooked spinach and lays out for us just how healthy it is and invites us to take a bite, to try it, to experience it. And if you read the rest of Luke chapter 6, he goes into a little bit more detail. If you're looking for something to read this week, read Luke chapter 6. But he says, as you do this, as you live this way, you are living in the way of the Most High God. You are living out the compassion of God for the world and the compassion of Christ for you. May we all, scouts, the church who supports the scouts, all of us as followers of Jesus, as the way of Christ, as the way of God. May we live by this goldish rule and remember to treat others the way they want to be treated. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.